0: All right, folks. I'm Andrew Essig. Sean Crocker. Welcome back to the Gambit Stratagem Podcast. It is you. You are here. <laughs> it is you. Hello, my <laughs> friends. We have arrived. Um, Sean and I are going to talk about fitness trackers today. Yeah. Hot as topic. Uh, I think is a super, um, super idea that I just had this morning that I should have had way earlier, was just to hit up the Facebook group. Yeah, like what do you (laughs) you guys, maybe do a little vote on uh, topics. When I saw um, the post,
1: I was like, why have we not done this before? Like we're sitting here racking our brains every time we record one. Like, oh my gosh, like, what's gonna be fun to talk Um,
0: about? Yeah, so for example, uh, we've got from Phil Marshall, best practices for staying on track with fitness and nutrition while on summer vacation and or traveling in general. Uh, Josh Truesdell put up our topic for today that we've chosen, fitness trackers. whoop, et cetera, versus just listening to your body, downfalls of using technology, et cetera. Um, I like that he's
1: already went negative, the downfalls of using technology. He didn't ask for the positives.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we'll Bold get it, we'll, we'll unpack Josh. that. Bold move, um, And then from Alex Dunn, we've got, is a hot dog a sandwich, which we'll leave that kind of floating out. Yeah, in the I, mean, John, I, I think it's
1: worth bringing up, John Graham also, uh, as an addendum to a hot dog discussion, is cereal soup. <laughs> you guys think about that one
0: let us to, know in the comments I'd have to look up what the definition you of soup but we'll, you know, we'll see if uh, that pops up
1: Corey Clark told me that soup is just wet noodles that really changed my does perspective does it have to be noodles
0: soup. though? Mm. whatever we'll, 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 we'll get into o- it we'll That
1: open ended much like a hot dog
0: yeah and, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did well, there i
1: here all week guys
0: <laughs> check the schedule and we'll see when Sean's coaching for, for more uh, gems um, fitness trackers. Uh, I, I think I'll, I kind of made some notes here. I've tried a lot of fitness trackers, so I'll kind of yeah. made some notes and I Obviously, think I'll, likewise have you. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we'll just kind of walk through our kind of journey with fitness trackers mm-hmm. and we'll talk about some ups and downs, uh, with, with all of them. Um, and showing my age as I often do, like when I first got into CrossFit there, there were not a lot of fitness tracker options. I don't think Fitbit was really a thing. I think doing the old, uh, like polar chest strap, yeah, uh, was kind of like the only option. They were expensive. Yeah, uh, there were hundreds no, and hundreds. Honestly, they're still expensive. Yeah, <laughs> they are. But uh, you know, they're about this. I mean, I think you're you're looking at like five or six hundred bucks for a decent one with a chest strap. Probably. I'm just kind of uh, spitballing. But yeah, I think we'll you get were,
1: into like the Garmin chest strap. But I think but. you
0: were looking at the same amount of money in the early two thousands and or late nineties, which yeah. was like, you know, obviously. Um, Inflation and everything is is uh, that was that was a lot more money for sure 15 years ago than it is now Um, So my first fitness tracker was a Fitbit Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I think likewise, Um, what was your experience with Fitbit?
1: uh, I got it because everyone was crazy about steps how many steps we were taking Oh, yeah, Um, and honestly, I just mostly used it for a watch But like I kind of got into the information and the details it gave me. I don't remember honestly like all of the nooks and crannies on like what feedback it gave me Mm -hmm. um honestly I just didn't wear it that long
0: yeah so the thing that's um I guess maybe we should start with an overall kind of before we really dig and unpack the Fitbit I have a lot to say about the Fitbit um but before we unpack all that like why would you wear a fitness tracker uh since you bring that up like you don't remember what all information it was giving you I've got a handful of of uh things one is you're, you're tracking your workouts like how many calories burned so maybe you're using it for nutritional purposes so you want to know uh what kind of uh macros you should be putting in your mouth based on what you're burning yeah um we, we can unpack that more in a little bit but that's one possibility uh sleep tracking is another one um general like heart rate awareness maybe you kind of want to know like it's more just like a health longevity mm-hmm. thing heart condition am i do i have irregular heartbeat high heartbeat low slow heartbeat all that kind of stuff. Um, and then... Uh, general activity throughout the day. General right? activity. Like, and does have to be centered around... Steps is workout, probably, like, originally, since you bring it up, mm-hmm. uh, steps is probably, like, when I think when the first Fitbit came out, like, steps was kind of the big thing everybody was tracking. Because it was, yeah. you know, it kind of, like, uses the motion of your wrist to track uh, and kind of roughly estimate how many steps you're taking. Yeah, I and mean, then, like,
1: nutritionally speaking, like, non-exerc- non-exercise activity... Um, is something that's super important when you're looking to cut weight and kind of factor in like, again, what you're putting into your body. So I think it's kind of cool. Like I still like to look at steps personally, just because it gives me a target to make sure I'm moving adequately throughout the day. Um, because quite frankly, there's days I'm just lazy as crap and like I get, you know, 10,000 steps a day. Whereas like a normal day, I like to be around the 20,000 steps just to make sure I am moving throughout the day and you know, not just sitting on the couch watching YouTube.
0: Sure. So, uh, so my first fitness tracker was um, a Fitbit Blaze, I think. It, was, it, had, a, like it had a screen, mm-hmm. and I think it was a touchscreen. And it did like touch some... Square. Yeah, yeah, kind of a square thing. It did like some rudimentary uh, like text message alerts and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, overall, I liked it. It, it it was not super expensive. It was like 150 yeah. bucks, maybe two hundred bucks, yeah, something I remember like that. Super Couple hundred bucks. And what I really liked about it was A, it was like compared to like an Apple Watch, which we'll get we'll get back to the Apple Watch, but like compared to that, I think I initially went with the Fitbit because the battery life was so much better. This was a it was a color screen, but it was lasting multiple days, like three, four, five days, instead of the Apple Watch's twenty-four hours sure. at best. Um, and I wasn't really looking necessarily looking for like the smart smartphone features. Uh, but it did track my sleep. And it was like, uh, it was kind of overall, like average heart rate, resting heart rate and sleep, which honestly, those are, in my opinion, some of the most important factors just for general fitness knowledge. Like you can look at, um, you can look at your sleep patterns and it tells you kind of like, are you in deep sleep? Are you light sleep? Were you awake? What was the quality of your sleep and how many total hours of of actual rest? Um, I haven't used a Fitbit in a long time, but there was no monthly fee. Uh, had a pretty yeah. decent app. So overall, like I've, I give them a pretty good rating. The only thing I have heard from some people is uh, I got a couple folks in the master's class that use Fitbits and they get wildly different uh, caloric expenditures.
1: Yeah, and like and, for what, maybe for this workout. is the best time to talk about that. Is I think by and large, the calorie, whatever your watch or your activity tracker is telling you you burned this amount of calories, I think it's just such a random number, like, there's there's very little, like, accuracy behind it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's taking into account your your weight, your age, all well, of these you, things. Do you think, right? um,
0: so I, so we use those uh, body fat scanners, and you've yeah. got the little cheapo thing that you can hold. Mm-hmm. And there, so there's a, there's a thing you can hold. There's like a, a fancy in body thing that we yeah. have here, which is like a five or $6,000 machine. And then you've got the old calipers where you pinch actual like rolls of fat essentially. Mm-hmm. And then you can get in a tank of water and kind of weigh yourself. Um, and the thing I've always said about the handheld thing, which is like a $30 machine, yeah. it takes a nine volt battery. It's kind of like, well, how accurate is this? And I've always said, it's not super accurate in terms of body fat across the board, but I found it to be generally accurate to the individual in terms okay. of like, am I am I up in body fat or down in body fat? So sure. when it says, hey, I'm 10% body fat, don't take that as gospel. Like, yeah. oh, I'm your 10% body fat is not the same as my 10% body fat on a $30 handheld scanner. But if I'm up 2% body fat this week, I would generally take that to be accurate in terms of I have more body fat this week than I had last week. Yeah, it's also, yeah. Do you think fitness trackers are kind of the same, like? Yeah, well, and it's, like, if I it's, think if it's, a lot of the Fitbits to... telling you you burned 3,000 calories, and the same Fitbit's telling me I burned 4,000 calories into the same workouts. Yeah, those aren't the same.
1: I think, and also a large way, like I should mention that as I'm coaching nutrition clients, I never have them adjust their daily caloric intake based on activity, right? Like, okay. mo- The reality is most of my clients are
0: crossfitters. That's an important. No, because I've heard people specifically say, I'm looking for my caloric expenditure on this fitness tracker. Which one should I buy?
1: Right. So, again, like this is...
0: And right off the bat, we might want to say, maybe none of them.
1: (laughs) Um, Like the reality is uh, most of my clients are doing CrossFit. Um, I think kind of all of this said, regardless of what fitness tracker you're looking into or interested in, any of these things is... Wrist-based heart rate measuring is just not going to be accurate yeah. with what we do. It's all if you're they're running, all flashing
0: a light through your skin. The wrist flexion, like, yeah.
1: all of this movement happening in the wrist from push-ups yeah. and kettlebell swings and pull-ups and whatever else—it's just not accurate in CrossFit or any kind of functional fitness modality. Yeah, if you're running, probably a little bit more accurate in my in my experience.
0: Yeah, much much better for training for like. Aerobic exercise yeah. Yeah, because long, it's more directly related to breath and heart rate absolutely. and all that kind of
1: stuff. So the reality is, if you're trying to track your heart rate or your calories through a CrossFit workout, say we're doing Fran, right? Like, it's going to be so wildly inaccurate because yeah. I like I I use Fran explicitly because I did try to do that once with a I think it was a loop at the time, and my max heart rate was registered as 96 beats per minute. Yeah. Like um, that's wrong. Yeah. Like I was, can't be right. I was rolling on yeah. the floor in agony.
0: So, uh, here's, here's a thing I'll say, uh, just in general across the board, we got a few more specifics to touch on, mm-hmm. but like this, uh, like Sean said, the technology of it's, it's kind of like shining light into your skin. Unless you're getting one of those ones with the chest strap. Yeah. You're, you're basically using the same technology. Now, there is, there's like a, I think, put really simply, there's a red light and a green light. They're two yeah, different there's, things. There's so, uh, like the new Apple Watch has yeah. like the ECG functionality, which is the green light, mm. I think. Uh, I haven't
1: looked too much into the light. I know that, like. I just know
0: the new Apple Watch had, it was like a big thing. Like, oh, Garmin yeah. has had this and Polar's had this. Now the Apple Watch has it. This so, technology is getting better. But it's but, something, but effectively across the board, you're, you're, the device you're wearing is getting the same data. So when you're buying something like a Fitbit or a Whoop or a Garmin, you're basically dealing with software that's doing different things with the same data. Yes. In, in most like cases. But I think
1: newer generations of the same things, like newer Fitbits versus older Fitbits, newer Garmins versus older Garmins, newer Whoops versus older Whoops, the technology is definitely improving. I yeah. think the accuracy is getting better. Absolutely. But I just don't think that that, yeah. So like reading your heart rate stuff through your wrist. Yeah. Not gonna be the so with my Garmin, for
0: example, um, I'm using it. Well, we're both wearing Garmin's yeah. these days. Um, I have to tell it what I'm doing and it, it drastically affects my caloric okay. reading for the day. So if I tell it I'm lifting weights, it'll, it'll register my heart rate as being low. But I've noticed if I just wear it all day for a, a few days, I came in, I did CrossFit, I did weightlifting. Did the whole deal, but never turned a workout on. I just let it run, mm-hmm. and it and it read me out at like 2,000, 2,300 calories, something like that.
1: And what was it? But if with I do a you? if
0: I do a full training day, like if I time my workouts and everything, I'm always over 3,000. Interesting. Um, and I think that's kind of to your point of you're doing something like Fran, where you're where you have a lot of. Um, uh, so this has a, it, has, it has weightlifting, it has yeah. cycling, it has indoor cycling, it's rowing, so weightlifting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so many options. And I was really curious, like, what does it really know or what, yeah. is, it, what is it changing? And it, there was a huge difference between, like, doing a CrossFit workout. So if I've got deadlifts, burpees or something like that, I might, be doing, I might be going through more muscle strain, which is the key factor that these watches cannot detect is no, muscle yeah. strain. And that's you're your expending calories there and it's not necessarily elevating your heart rate. So say we get a heavy deadlift workout and strict pull-ups or something like that, which is like, you're gonna be breathing heavy, you're gonna be under a lot of strain, but your but heart rate's- there's a rate's, bottleneck in it. Yeah, your heart rate's not super elevated. When I tell my watch that I'm doing strength training or cross training, it registers a much higher caloric load Interesting. than if I just leave it alone. The WHOOP, uh, its whole thing is that there's no display and it automatically detects yeah. your workouts. I used a Whoop for about a year or so. I yeah, generally the same
1: time frame.
0: I generally liked it. Um, I think what a lot of people get hung up on with the Whoop is that it gives you a, a strain for the day, which the Garmin, is. You know, we've discussed, the Garmin has a body battery now, which is kind yeah. of like on a scale of zero to a hundred, how much juice is in your battery. And generally if yeah. you're well rested, you wake up in the morning, in theory you're at a hundred. If you didn't sleep very well, or you trained super hard the day before. Or you had a drink. You had a couple of drinks uh, and that affects your sleep, which affects your body battery. Then you might, you might wake up and have a 70 out of hundred yeah, body battery. Yeah, and all battery. this kind of
1: comes in like, that's the new thing with the, with trackers is they're starting to measure heart rate variability.
0: Yeah. Which is the,
1: the differences in,
0: but my point is what I was going to say is like real quick on the whoop, people get on that strain. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I've got a 20 strain today. I've got 25 strain today or whatever. Or, or, you know, whoop only gave me credit for that. That's the kind of common thing I hear all the time. And my, the point I always make to people is you're going to get that information pretty much from all of these trackers. It's just going to come in a different form. Like Garmin has the body battery. It's like, yeah, it doesn't, it's not as kind of a slick interface. Um, but I switched away from the, mo- because it was a monthly fee. I had to yeah, pay, 30 bucks a I, month. I don't know what it is now. I think, they get, I think they just send you a fitness tracker. But at the yeah. time, I had to pay, I had to buy the tracker. And then I had to pay 20 or 30 bucks a month or whatever. And I was like, man, I, and I don't even, it's, it's not like a, it's not even a watch. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of wanted one thing that did everything. So that's yeah. why I ended up switching to, to Garmin. But yeah, sorry.
1: No, I was just saying, like a lot of the new trackers measure heart rate variability, which is a little bit more... It's a different metric. It's not quite heart rate. It's, to my understanding, it's a difference of um, pulses in your heart, like the difference in timing, right? So like the heartbeat is not always yes. a every two second yeah. kind of thing. It might be every two, then one, then three,
0: then two, then three, then yeah. one,
1: you know, seconds apart. From and it's beats. kind of making
0: a calculation on yeah. So how the, efficient your body's running.
1: Exactly. So, you know, within this number, and this is a very individualized number, you can't really compare. It's like, your resting heart rate is 48, mine's 45. That's a little low. Let's say yours is 58, mine's 55. Like I could make it. Mine's, mine's in the forties. Mine is too. I just oh. don't <laughs> want to make people feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> but like we could infer that like maybe I, you know, in this scenario, if mine's a little lower, maybe I'm a little bit more aerobically fit. Sure. We can kind of use that heart rate variability doesn't have that same kind of comparison, so yeah. to speak. But ultimately kind of, the body battery in the Garmin versus the recovery score in Whoop is all based off of that heart rate variability, yep. And that's so much more flexible based on how you slept, how much you trained. Yeah. If you're and I assume
0: other factors too, like sure, you just general caloric output. Yeah. But absolutely. what I do, what I do notice, and I think this is probably true about um, all of these fitness trackers is the the sleep quality, and that's kind of where yeah. I'm at primarily. Like, so. I think in in kind of summation of all these, uh, like, well, I'm sorry, I'll save that for the end. Uh, Because we want to talk about the Apple Watch, I think a little bit too. Have you had an Apple Watch? Um, I haven't.
1: The one thing I will say, if we can kind of cut back to Whoop for a second, you brought up the strain score. I think that is the one biggest negative outside of like the whole pricing structure and generally Whoop's business model is that I think people get too obsessive about their strain score because yeah. like I get, you know, Dan, you want to bring back Daniel Aaron between two racks. Apparently her strain score is 20 plus every single day.
0: Yeah. And
1: I think like the max strain score you can ever achieve is like 20.9 and hers is like 20.1 uh, to 20.2 every day. Yeah,
0: I thought it was like 28 or something weird.
1: I think it's 21 It's good. like what yeah. they say it's but it's like you a can't, weird number yeah.
0: anyways regardless so
1: i can't tell you how many yeah, people yeah and i I've would venture no Dani no discredit
0: to danny but i would venture that she is not actually achieving a 20 strains like
1: sure she's well, working
0: hard but it's
1: also all none of these things work that well with tattoos as someone with a mm, solid black arm yeah. i cannot wear a tracker on my right arm that's a good um and danny's got a lot of tattoos and that yeah. was my experience where they I'll have my
0: one master's client a 74 year old female who wears a, uh, a Fitbit? And she'll say she burned a thousand calories in a workout. And I'm like, No, you nice. didn't. Nice. <laughs> Good for
1: her. No, you didn't.
0: Because I do. I'll, I'll do Murph. It took me forty some minutes to do Murph this year, yeah. in the high 40s, I think. It was not a particularly fast Murph, uh, and I, and it was like 900 yeah. calories. That's like yeah. 40 grueling minutes <laughs> of working out. I was like you know, Hey, you, you came in here and you, no did offense, great. <laughs> you did great, but you didn't burn a thousand calories. Yeah. There's but I no think way.
1: a lot of people get obsessed about that strength score. And yeah. I think it's, I think it's for a lot of people working against their actual goals. It's like, cause if you do, let's sure. say we do a functional strength class or one of our weightlifting classes, your strain that you achieve in
0: that might be a seven or an eight, which isn't yeah. particularly high, I, but you work. I think it long. comes back to my theory that like, you need to find, if you're going to use any of these things, just like a body fat uh, like a bioelectrical impedance body fat tester, you need to find whatever your specific baseline is, whatever your strain is. Like when you know you've worked really hard today, yeah. what is your strain? Yeah. Or what is your body battery saying? And then go off of that yeah. um, day, day to day. Don't try to compare your body battery to somebody else's. And that's, yeah. I think one of the faults with WHOOP is there's a whole social aspect to it's it. Of there's gamifying you can. It. Yeah and and there's a whole like there's a gambit group on there mm-hmm. and somebody gets ranked for having the most strain and it's kind of like and then everyone gets mad uh, at it. <laughs> you know the older i get the more i kind of feel that that kind of is is kind of toxic energy like yeah. it's that whole i think it can be very helpful rise and for grind some people. and
1: I think some, for most people, they get too obsessive with it. Like yeah. They can't, they can't just uh, kind of break it down to like, this is what's best for me, who gives a crap what
0: yeah. this person and, and it feeds into that mentality of like, if we can look at the bigger picture of fitness, like mm-hmm. you. I think we can all agree that you need quality movement. Yep. You need some high-intensity training. Yep. You need some low-intensity training. Yep. You need mobility and flexibility. You need to get out and walk, hike, whatever, have some activity. You need to eat. Enough food and calories to sustain your body, but not go too far.
1: Old Glassman quote, one you of my need, favorites. Yeah, you need to
0: reduce your sugar intake and your processed carbohydrates. So all of these things feed into this this total picture of fitness, and it doesn't necessarily mean just hiking the strain through the roof. Yeah. And and the typical CrossFitter thing is, oh, I got a. T- uh, work hard whatever i got my my i maxed out my strain today and i'm gonna eat a whole tub of twizzlers tonight (laughs) like that's so weird (laughs) Twizzlers. (laughs) well i said we had an event here a while ago and i think there was a tub of twizzlers left behind it was like who's gonna take these twizzlers and i'm like can i throw these in the trash please um the one thing you did omit in that kind of
1: what you need in you know fitness and longevity discussion is sleep and could kind of come back full sure. circle I think that is the biggest benefit any tracker is going to have is being able to accurately measure your sleep yeah. and give you that kind of feedback on like hey this is what happened last night mm-hmm. the one thing I loved that Whoop did was as you wake up in the morning you log like a series of questions like did you drink last night yeah did you meditate last night yeah did you indulge in cannabis yeah, last I forgot night? about
0: that that was kind of cool. I think
1: that was one of the coolest things and then but the, I never,
0: like, I noticed that, but I never really, real, it, it made me think about what I was doing, but I didn't know what Whoop was doing with that information.
1: So at the end of the month, you get a performance feedback, okay. uh, basically a report card, if you will. And it's like, okay, you, for every night you log that you consumed alcohol, your sleep was, let's say, 4% um, yeah, yeah, decreased. Yeah. So I think that's stuff's I really, do remember really, that. Now that really cool. It. And that was my favorite thing yeah. about the Whoop. But...
0: My, my overall point was just, I totally agree about the sleep, but my overall point was just that I think whoop tends to steer people towards the wrong direction, the wrong side of fitness. Like let's overwork, let's overtrain, let's try to overcompensate for things. And that's not always, which is funny because for most individuals, that's not what a well-rounded picture of fitness is.
1: Yeah. And the funny thing, I never thought about that. When I first joined whoop, it was right when they switched over from a one-time fee model to the monthly model so it was pretty early on and they didn't have any of those like leaderboards or anything like that and they kind of touted as like this is the thing that you wear to ensure that you're training optimally not over not under but that's so it's it's just a funny anecdote to kind of think about and kind of bring yeah
0: and it's like anything else it's like it's like getting on social media like social media is fine for some people sure like i have this discussion about social media i'm like i've found a healthy balance fairly healthy balance with with like Instagram, where when I see things in my feed I don't wanna see, I just unfollow that person or block it, whatever, because that's most people's problem with social media is like, oh, there's so many toxic people on there, yeah. it's kind of like, well, you're, you have control over what's yeah. showing up in your feed. For so, sure. you know, you can kind of limit, you don't have to accept every follow request and yeah. follow, you know, return the favor to every person that follows you. Um, so, you so know, Fitbit? whatever, <laughs> whatever fitness tracker you, you're using, like you're still in charge of yeah what you're doing what with you're the information, doing the information and how that affects you so, yeah. uh, so i Fliquen would just was say a like, great place to start yeah whoop we both thought left some room for improvement and it was too expensive um for what it was is that fair yeah i mean i think it's i think it's great for some people but i think that for the vast majority i generally wouldn't recommend it for your sure. average fitness goer yeah uh, i think for like a games athlete or somebody who's like a hardcore like runner. weekend warrior or something hardcore runner uh, it's it might be worth the investment um I love the Garmin. You're on board with the Garmin. I like that I can change the watch faces. Honestly, I would probably be pretty into an Apple Watch. Uh, so you know, I so I never really, had the Apple Watch. I didn't so really I don't touch have... on the Apple Watch. My problem with the Apple Watch almost exclusively was battery life. Sure. I just I it's like, okay, we're going to track your sleep and we're going to track your workouts. When am I supposed to charge this thing? It it lasts 24 hours. It's like I don't I don't get, I guess the thing is, because now they have all these kind of like, they've got all the MagSafe stuff and you yeah. can get a charger that goes at your desk. So I guess you get to work and you take it off for an hour and charge it every sure. day. But it's like, if you're wearing it at night to track your sleep, you're wearing it during the day to track your activities and do, you know, see your incoming text messages and all that kind of stuff and your phone calls, and then you're w- using it to track your workouts. When would you be charging this thing? Yeah. My Garmin lasts like 21 days. Yeah, I got the solar version, so it like it doesn't keep it charged, but it keeps it from running yeah. dead mm-hmm. quickly. Um, and it's that was kind of one of my primary selling points, and I paid a little bit more upfront for it. Um, yeah, I have know, like probably half looking, looking at like
1: life on mine right now. It says twelve days. Yeah, you're probably
0: looking at five or six hundred bucks for a Garmin. Yeah, I, think. I mean, depending can, on the model you get, you kind can get goes, ones. We had a
1: conversation uh, yesterday about like just being patient on you know, searching for things to buy. Yeah. Like I got my Garmin for a pretty affordable price, like 300 bucks. I think new, like they're up in the seven to eight, maybe 900 range. If you're getting brand new from a store.
0: Yeah, but But there's there's interchangeable straps. It's got a pretty nice, I can change the watch face to look like an analog. It's pretty Mm -hmm. much like, even if I go out to like a nice dinner, I pretty much put a leather strap on it and just wear it. And when I go mountain biking, it pulls up a map of yeah. the trails. If you go hiking, it's got GPS tracks, and it's like I mean, that's, that's the big thing. That the I Apple love Watch about it. probably does that as well. But again, if I'm going out of town, I'm traveling, I just charge my watch and take it with me. I don't need yeah. to take a charger with me. Yeah. like I can I can go out of town for ten days and not take a charger. Yeah, I don't have to worry about it. It's pretty I fantastic.
1: The one thing that the Apple Watch always kind of prevent, the only one thing that prevented me from ever getting the Apple Watch was I don't want all of my phone's notifications on my wrist. Yeah. I get irritated
0: enough that I can, I can get text my messages pulled through. I can through. get my texts, yeah. uh, but you can't do anything with them. Right. As um,
1: you know. I honestly just kinda turn those off because yeah. I
0: find it annoying. I, I don't want to I pretty like, much do as well.
1: If my phone's away, I don't want to constantly be bombarded.
0: I like to just see them and see what's going on. Yeah, just um, to make sure nothing like. But the other thing is like, it's it's the kind of like an e-ink display kind of mm-hmm. thing. So it's on all the time. Yeah. It does have a light, and that's again with the, the Apple Watch. I think their displays are on all the time, but you're looking at a, a LED, LCD or LED yeah, screen that draws more power. And I don't know, they might be up to like two days battery life now, but you're still a far still cry away 21 from 21 days. 20 plus days. <laughs> and we put this thing in. Uh, battery saver mode and you turn off all the heart rate tracking and stuff it'll (laughs) go like a month it goes over a month like 45 days or something and i think
1: like ultimately when you look at the garmin especially the garmin 6 and the newer 7 and maybe the epics as well you have heart rate variability tracking just like the whoop you have decent and kind of good technology within your heart rate tracking you have a watch face you have all of the not all the things but you have a lot of the things from the apple watch If you can't answer a phone call or talk on it like inspector gadget but yeah. you can see a text message yeah um i think it's kind of the best of both worlds you don't have a monthly fee which is my favorite part about it it's like yeah. i bought it and i have
0: all of it this doesn't have quite the, the robust kind of feature set as like a whoop but it's
1: right it's but not absolutely. as like user
0: friendly but like i said you're you're still getting a lot of the same information you just have to kind of look for it and yeah. kind of know what you're looking for and realize that it's not it's not like, you don't pull up the Garmin app and it's got a huge circle in the middle that tells you your strain and all your, that yeah. was one nice thing about the Whoop is like, you kind of, but the other thing about the Whoop was, because it didn't have a display, I never opened the app. I found like sometimes I'd go four or five days without ever opening the app. And with the Garmin, I've got all that on the, yeah. I can flick through it right on right in the menu on, yeah, the, on the watch. Easy. Like I can look
1: one, I press so, one button, I know I have a 58 body yeah. battery right now.
0: So obviously Sean and I are both Garmin guys, but I think the the, the real kind of question when uh, you know Josh posed the question, Um, was like kind of generally the ups and downs of uh, fitness trackers. And is it really worth getting one? And I think the answer is not for everybody. It's
1: yeah, I, I want to, it's definitely not
0: something you need.
1: I can answer the question two ways. I think number, you know, first answer is it can be super helpful if you're a competitor and you're wanting to get this feedback on like okay what did my workout entail. Yeah. I think with that said, if you're going to be wearing a fitness tracker, you're going to also want to invest in a chest strap because it's just going to give you better information.
0: Yeah, right?
1: I think more importantly,
0: if you're, if you're really gonna, if you really want to dissect all your like workout data, yeah. your heart rate data and everything, a chest strap is going to be the best for sure source of information for that.
1: I think most importantly for the average gym goer, for someone that's just wanting to be healthy, look good, feel good, perform good, listen to your body, you know how you feel more than a piece of technology on your wrist yeah. is going to. If you feel like crap that day, and this is kind of, this is, this is one of the experiences that made me get rid of my whoop was i woke up one day felt like absolute trash and i looked at my recovery score and yeah. i was like 98
0: ready to go i was like yeah, yeah
1: maybe like all of these physiological the same, signs are right there so it's, it's saying that's this. what i
0: was going to say in closing is like there were some stories when gps first came out like car gps uh that like uh, people had driven into lakes yeah. and stuff because they're like that. oh my gps told me to go straight it's like <laughs> All right. Here's the deal with fitness trackers: That's like, such a good follow analogy. your follow your GPS, but like, don't listen to what your GPS says over and above what you can see out of your windshield of your car. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't listen to what your watch is saying above and beyond what yeah. you actually feel in your body. Like, yeah. You know, stay I think stay in tune. Show a little bit.
1: up. Work hard. If you feel like trash take it easier or take a
0: day off or do some active recovery any fitness tracker is not going to make or break your fitness results no now if you're looking for something to track how far your run was remember where you parked your car when you're out mountain biking or hiking garmin makes a great watch gauge your yeah (laughs) phoenix pro yeah uh yeah gauge your 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 quality of your sleep yeah yeah almost probably any one of these at this point yep. um, I, I would almost probably wager fitbit's got something that's got a gps tracker oh, and yeah. um, i know you can get an, an apple watch or a probably the equivalent android like samsung watch with maps and everything so
1: oh, we if, didn't talk about the poor android watches
0: nobody uses those um <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> Sorry, no <Android. laughs> i mean they're great but it's like they're they're kind of the same like if yeah. you apple watch and the samsung like Samsung watches look, look super cool, but I think they're this, you're gonna deal with the same kind of battery life stuff. Mm. Um, so nothing major there. So that's our take on uh, fitness trackers. Yeah. Let us know what you think in the comments, and as always, um, tune in again next time, and keep an eye on the Gambit uh, members group, if you're a member there, and our general uh, social media, where we will try to reach out in the future and ask you for topics. Yeah. Possibly vote on them. Maybe we'll pop up some of the recurring topics Uh, especially the hot dog one and have people vote on that.
1: Guys, in summation, (laughs) hot dogs. Sandwich or
0: no? (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's your Game of Strategy Podcast. I'm Andrew Essig. Sean Crocker. We'll see you guys next time. See you guys.